Our scripture reading this morning is taken from Luke 24, from verse 13 to 35, on the road to Emmaus. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that has happened there in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our uh, companions went to the tomb and found it just as the woman had said. But they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish are you? How slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going further. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned to once to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and he has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of God and we thank God for his word this morning. So this morning we continue with our sermon series on Resurrected. We have looked at Resurrected Peace. We've we've looked at Resurrected Faith. And this morning we're going to look at Resurrected Friendship. Raymond Barron writes in Bits and Pieces, he writes, What is a friend? Friends are people with whom you dare to be yourself. Your soul can be naked with them. 
They ask you to put on nothing, only to be what you are. They do not want you to be better or worse. When you are with them, you feel as prisoners feel who has been declared innocent. You do not have to be on your guard. You can say what you think, as long as it is genuinely you. Friends understand those contradictions in your nature that lead others to misjudge you. With them you breathe freely. You can affirm your little vanities and envies and hates and vicious sparks, your meannesses and absurdities, and in opening them up to friends, they are lost, dissolved on the white oceans of their loyalty. They understand. You do not have to be careful. You can abuse them, neglect them, tolerate them. Best of all, you can keep still with them. It makes no matter. They like you. They are like fire that purges to the, to the bone. They understand. You can weep with them, sing with them, laugh with them, pray with them. Through it all and underneath, they see, know and love you. A friend? What is a friend? Just one, I repeat with whom you dare to be yourself. Hmm, those are beautiful words. Of friendship. Not like the following two friends. Two friends were out hunting in Northern America. Suddenly one yelled and the other looked up to see a grizzly charging them. The first started frantically to put on his tennis shoes and his friend anxiously asked him, What are you doing? Don't you know you can't outrun a grizzly bear? <laughs> and he replied, I don't have to outrun a grizzly. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> so we would go back to our scripture today. And we read about two friends walking back to their home in Emmaus from Jerusalem. They were sad, heartbroken, disappointed and feeling very lost and confused. Talking about what had, what had taken place the week before very much like we have been doing for the past 40 days in isolation. However, a man catches up to them and starts talking to them as he would to, uh, to us right here and now on our own road to Emmaus. So what do we learn from Jesus as he speaks to his friends on the way to Emmaus? I just want uh, to talk about four things. Firstly, he catches up to them. Did you notice in verse 15 it says, As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. Jesus walked along with them. He catches up to them. Not we catch up to him. He catches up to them. For Jesus knows that we are going through a difficult time. Jesus knows that these two friends that are walking to Emmaus are going through a hard time. They are discussing every single thing. And in their disappointment, in their heartache, in their pain, in their disillusionment, Jesus comes and comes amongst them. And that's the most amazing thing, is that even in our time of turmoil, even in our time of desperation, Jesus comes in in and amongst us. He catches up with us. 
I find this, I find this so incredible because um, so, friends, sometimes we let friends down, don't we? But through the resurrection and the re resurrected Christ, Christ brings new friendship. He died on the cross. He was laid in a tomb. He was raised again. And yet he makes that, he takes that time to go to the two guys that probably, gee, was they, they didn't want to stay in Jerusalem. They were so frustrated, so hurt. And on the way to Emmaus, he makes sure that he catches up with them. Just as Jesus makes sure that he catches up with us at this time. Friends, I don't know about you, but I know for sure that I've let some friends down. I haven't catched up with a lot of my friends in this time. And I've had countless opportunities to do just that. And I want to apologize to them. I want to apologize because I haven't been a good friend. But I also want to say that Jesus catches up with us no matter what. No matter where we are, no matter what we're going through, Jesus catches up with us. And so the second thing this morning is, He listens to them. Verse 17 and 19 says, He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? What things? He asked in verse 19. And they go on to tell Him about how they thought that Jesus was the one, the Messiah that would free them, from, that would free Israel from from the Romans, that he would be the one that would lead them. And they tell him all, all the bad things that happened, happened. They tell him that, that Jesus was crucified, that he was hurt, that he was betrayed, that he was... They go on and on and on. And maybe that's how... That's, that's what Jesus does when we come to him in prayer too, is that he listens. He listens to, to what we have to say. He listens to, <laughs> to our frustrations. He listens to the people that, that are struggling. He listens to our disappointments. He listens to families that are broken. He listens to uh, employers that can't pay their, their staff. He listens to when the governments disappoint. He listens to those things. And I know for sure that a good friend, a resurrected friend, that's what Jesus does and that's what we're supposed to do, is to listen. So often in life, people talk and we don't listen. So often in life, people uh, want to tell us what is going on in their lives, but we don't listen. But you know what Jesus does? Is Jesus listens to them. He listens to every single word that they say. And thirdly, you know what Jesus does? Is He lovingly, he lovingly criticizes and encourages them. Verse 25 says this, He said to them, How foolish are you, and how slow to believe, all that the prophets have spoken. 
Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. You see, Jesus listens. Jesus lovingly criticizes them. And he says, "You, how foolish are you? And how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. I think sometimes Jesus tells us to. He tells us exactly what we're supposed to do. He tells us to be patient. He tells us to love. He tells us to be peaceful or peacemakers. He tells us to be loving and kind. And yet, we don't listen. Yet, we know, but we don't listen. Yet, we don't understand, maybe. But Jesus criticizes them and says, How foolish are you? And he says that to us too. How foolish are you? Yes, you're in lockdown. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Hey, I've told you what to do. I've told you to... Maybe read your Bible. I've told you to pray. I've told you to encourage. I've told you to love. I've told you to forgive. That's what friends do. You need to do that. Maybe there's somebody today that you need to to lovingly criticize. But at the same time encourage. Because you can't just criticize. You also have to encourage to lift that person's spirit. After you've, you've said something that maybe hurt them, you need to encourage. You cannot just leave them in that space. And that's what Jesus does. That's how Jesus shows his friendship. Is He criticizes, but at the same time, he explains to them how it is that this needed to happen. That he needed to die. That the prophets had foretold this. And I think today's life, Jesus tells us to. He tells us what to do. He tells us how to love. He tells us how to care. He tells us how to share. He tells us how to forgive. The last point is, He reveals Himself to them. Verse 30 says, When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. See, Jesus will open our eyes too. When we accept Jesus as our Savior, as we accept Jesus as our Lord of Lords, he becomes our friend. Our intimate friend. Our friend that catches up with us. Our friend that listens. Our friend that criticizes but encourages us us at the same time. And when he does that, he reveals who we are. Who he is. Who we're supposed to be be in him and through him. You see, through the resurrected Jesus, we are able to restore friendships between us and Him. 
and us and others. When we take Jesus as our friend, many things change in our lives. The way we think, the way we do, the way we feel, and the way we react. I don't know about you, but I know that Jesus is my friend. And I know that Jesus is your friend. You see, Jesus doesn't look whether we've shaved or whether we've cut our hair. He doesn't look at our age. He doesn't look at our education. He doesn't look at our wealth or our poverty. He doesn't look at our sickness. Or He doesn't look at any of those things. But He accepts us. I don't know about you, but I love the story. I absolutely love the story about Jesus walking with these two disciples and then not seeing, all them seeing is pain and hurt and disillusionment. But he catches up to them and he says, Hey, what are you doing? What are you talking about? Let me know. Tell me. Tell me your frustration. Because I know there's a lot of people out there frustrated. I just heard this morning of a lady of, uh, of Rodney Hayden who was on his way, him and his wife were on, on their way to bring some groceries um, on, on, on Thursday, yesterday. Um, and he collapsed in Diskin. And he's been taken up and he's, he's, he's in the Glen, uh, Glenwood uh, Hospital at the moment. And I know... There's frustration at the moment. I know that there's hurt and pain and anguish because nobody's allowed to go and see him. His family aren't, aren't able to go and see him. So this morning, I ask you on your road to Emmaus, in your frustration, in your anger, in your disappointment, that you let Jesus cat up to you. And when he's caught up with you, tell him, because he will listen. Tell him about your frustration. Tell him about the things that are wrong in your life. And then, then let him, <laughs> let him lovingly criticize and lovingly encourage you to change your ways as he has mine. And then, let Him open your eyes to see, to reveal Him in you. This morning, uh, the resurrected friendship that Christ brings from the cross, that He brings from the tomb, that He brings, and, uh, that he brings to you and to me is, is amazing. For Jesus says we are not servants anymore. But we are friends. We know. <laughs> we feel. We hear. If Jesus is a friend to us, we need to be friends to others. Maybe there's somebody that hurt you. Maybe there's somebody that disappointed you. Maybe there's somebody that you need to ask for forgiveness for today. And rekindle that friendship. Tell people 
how much they mean to you. I want to end with a story. In the olden time, there, there reigned, uh, reigned in Persia a great monarch. His name was Shah Abbas, who loved his people. To know them more perfectly, he used to mingle with them in various disguises. One day he went out uh, uh, as a poor man to a public uh, bath, and there, in a tiny cellar, he sat beside uh, the fireman who, who tended uh, the furnace. At mealtime, he shared his, his food and talked to the lonely man as a friend. Again and again, he visited him until the man uh, grew to love him. Then one day, he told him he was the emperor, and he waited for the man to ask some gift from him. But the fireman sat gazing on him with love and wonder, and at last he spoke and he said this, You left your palace and your glory to sit with me in the dark place, to partake of my coarse fare, to care whether my heart is glad or sorrow or sorry. On others you may bestow rich presents, but to me you have given yourself, and it is and it only remains to pray that you never withdraw the gift of your friendship. And that's what Jesus does. He is our friend. For he comes and he catches up to us. He listens to us. Then he, then he lovingly criticizes us and encourages us at the same time. And then he reveals himself to us as he did to the disciples. So may you know that Jesus is your friend and mine today and forever. Amen. Amen.